0: Welcome to Odds Bodkins Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> Well, hello there. Thanks for stopping into the shop once again. I'm your shopkeeper, Chris Baker, here at Oddsbodkins Curiosity Shop. And this week on the show, we're going to pull out uh, a movie that I think everyone is going to enjoy. So let's not waste any more time, fire up the mutoscope, and take a look at Amazon's The Tomorrow Wars. Of course, this movie, uh, The Tomorrow Wars, Directed by Chris McKay, uh, starring Chris Pratt, uh, to powerhouse Chris's in the world of movies. And this was actually supposed to be a uh, you know kind of summer blockbuster theatrical release from Paramount Pictures but of course with COVID going on uh, back in 2020 they couldn't release it so they ended up selling the rights to Amazon and Amazon paid a pretty price for it I can't remember the numbers I know the budget for the movie is about uh, 200 million dollars so I'm sure they paid a- at least that but uh, Amazon paid a pretty price for it and this was a kind of movie that I you know I love science fiction and this uh, involves time travel which is one of my biggest uh, sub-genre science fiction uh, uh, genres if you will and uh, so I there was a lot of expectation for this but just judging by the trailer I thought this was one of those movies that I was either really gonna love or it was just gonna be kind of a big budget lame movie. So uh, I I was kind of on the fence of whether I would like it. Like I said, there was a lot of potential for something that I I was really gonna gravitate towards. You know, it has a uh, you know sci-fi science fiction feel, time travel. Chris Pratt. I, I like Chris Pratt. Uh, say what you want about Chris Pratt. I'm a I'm a fan, and it's kind of funny to see where he went from playing the uh Andy from Parks and Recreation to uh you know he he always thought oh well he's going to be the funny sidekick he's going to be the funny uh kind of tubby next door neighbor in, in movies and he's gone from that to being like legit leading man uh caliber actor and uh, an action hero caliber actor and that's in full force with this movie. And I'm going to I'm gonna go right out and say, you know, as much as I had reservations as to whether I was going to like this movie or not, I really like The Tomorrow War. And I'm going to try not to be too spoilery, but this is a review of the movie, and I can't review the movie properly without spoiling it. So if you haven't seen The Tomorrow War yet, uh, I encourage you to, to watch the movie first, then come back. Please come back and listen to, to my review. Or if you, you don't, you know, I'm a sucker for spoilers, Uh, Sometimes I can't help myself. I go to Wikipedia, I go to other, you know, uh, various uh, YouTube uh, content providers and get movies spoiled for me all the time. But if it's a good movie, I don't care if I've got it spoiled for me. so, if you don't mind that sort of thing, then keep listening. But if if you don't want it spoiled for you, go watch the movie on Amazon Prime, uh, the Tomorrow War, and then come back and listen to this. But uh, like I said, I'm gonna try not to be too spoilery. But uh, I, you know, in, in doing a proper review, you can't help but uh, do some spoilers. So here we are uh the movie takes place in 2022 uh, chris pratt pray plays an ex uh, military guy who's uh, out of the armed forces he's uh, you know he's got a science background uh from his, his training in the military uh but the only job he can get is as a high school biology teacher and uh, you know he's got a wife and a daughter and he's got you know great job you know it's not the job he wants He's got a great family, but, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those guys that's always, you know, looking for more, you know, always looking, you know, uh, down the road at uh, what he, you know, he wants this big lab job is pretty much what it boils down to. And he doesn't get the job and, you know, you can see the frustration in him and he's just not happy with where he's at and where he's at is pretty good. Uh, is kind of the uh, what they're setting up. And then, of course, at the World Cup soccer event, uh, we get uh, a big wormhole-type uh, anomaly opens up, and a bunch of soldiers from the year 2051 uh, come to warn humanity that uh, they're on the brink of extinction. There's a war with an alien race that, uh, that uh, they're losing, and they need help. Uh, they need people... To uh, any able-bodied man or woman because like i said they're uh they're on the brink of humanities on the brink of extinction in the future of 2051 so they're looking for any able-bodied man or woman to uh come to the future to help fight this war the tomorrow war <laughs> they didn't waste any time Uh, i don't think anybody ever said the word the tomorrow war but uh but you obviously know right off the bat uh where the title of the movie comes from and uh this goes on for a little while uh it's not like chris pratt is drafted right away but he eventually does get drafted and he is reports for the uh jump link which uh, they strap this device onto your, your wrist, and you are transported to the future, uh, we get to meet some of the other characters, uh, which, uh, great supporting cast. Well, before we get to the supporting cast, or at least the the people we meets in the military, there is a, a storyline where uh, J.K. Simmons plays uh, Chris Pratt, uh, James Daniel Forrester Jr. Uh, J.K. Simmons plays his dad, James Daniel Forrester Sr. Of course, uh, Chris... Goes by Dan. Chris Pratt goes by Dan because he's estranged from his father. Yeah, you know, obviously, uh, they play that up with the he doesn't want to go by James uh, because that's his father's name. He wants to go by Dan for Daniel, and uh, and his father's kind of one of these, um, you know, <laughs> conspiracy theory types. Uh, the government's out to get you, and you know, shadow governments, uh, all that sort of thing, and. Probably listens to a lot of AM talk radio, I imagine. But uh, J.K. Simmons is set up as uh, Chris Pratt, Daniel Forrester's uh, estranged father. Anyway, jumping back ahead to the uh, as 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 Daniel Forrester, played by Chris Pratt, goes into the military, and we meet some of his uh, his uh, mates in the in the armed forces, and great great casting uh sam richardson plays charlie who's a draftee he's got a phd in earth and atmospheric sciences and as much as i'd like to think i am the chris pratt character we share the same first name uh i am i'm a little further away from the six-pack abs that they show off of him in in the uh, when he's getting ready to to get the jump link uh you know, thing put on his arm. But uh, I like to think I'm Chris Pratt, the hero of the story. But I'm probably going to be more like the Charlie character, the the, uh, guy who is uh, not quite in combat shape and who is always cracking wise and questions everything he's told to do because why should I just do what I'm told to do sort of things. So I really related with the Charlie character and really Sam Richardson uh, brings such a, a great level of comic relief. That sometimes comic relief can be a little too much and take you out of the movie. But really, uh, his timing, his comedic timing is great. The writing was great for the comic relief. Uh, it's such a it's such heavy subject matter you know you've got the uh you've got the human race on the brink of extinction in the future uh why because people are just being killed off that is how uh f- phenomenal the overwhelming force of this alien species is at taking out uh humans uh a person's tour of duty in the future is only 7 days And a small fraction of the people that they send actually even come back. And when they do, they uh, are, you know, very much uh, wounded, uh, you know, maimed, lost limbs, uh, lots of PTSD. Of course, uh, uh, Dan Forrester's wife, uh, played by uh, Emma Forrester, played by Betty Gilpin, uh, Betty Gilpin, Uh, She is a therapist who uh, deals with these returning draftees uh, and deals with their PTSD. And it's so heavy when it comes to that sort of thing. So you need some bits of levity. And uh, Sam Richards, as Charlie, uh, really did uh, bring that much needed levity that really kind of uh, gave you a little respite from from the heaviness of what's going on uh, with all these other characters. And just uh, like I said, Sam Richards did a fantastic job. Uh, the other person we meet is Edwin Hodge, who you may know from, uh, he's been in a lot of things. He's done a lot of stuff, but uh, I remembered him from The Purge, uh, which I thought he did a fantastic job in that. Uh, I didn't see the other ones. I just saw the first Purge, but uh, really liked him in that movie. So was, I was really pleasantly surprised to see him show up in this. He plays Dorian who is a draftee on his third tour du- tour of duty? Uh, no one really does that in, in this world, but uh, he, for some reason, which we find out later, is uh, is going on his third tour in the future. Uh, which you know, in 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 all actuality, that's only like twenty one days. Uh, you know, three seven day periods. Uh, but once you get into the future, uh, you find out that. You know, that's that's a big deal for him to have gone three tours. And there's there's uh, some other minor characters that we meet along the way. But they go to the future uh, straight into this uh, mission. And, uh, and we see right off the bat just how bleak the future is for the human race. Uh, they really kind of tease. One of the great things about horror uh, is not showing the monster right away. You know, you get little sneak peeks, a glimpse here, a glimpse there, a shadow here, a shadow there. It really builds up the tension, and I think they did that well. It's a sci-fi movie. It's about aliens. You've got to show them eventually. They've got to take front and center stage uh, in, in this type of movie, but they did a great job in leading up to that. They they built a little tension as to what this creature was going to be, and then when they finally showed it, I I have to give credit to the the people who designed the uh creatures in this i thought it was really well done uh you you could tell this was a a big budget summer blockbuster style production because the cg was was pretty darn good and uh, and the creature design on these aliens was something I, i can't say i've never seen it before but uh but it was fairly unique and uh, I, I enjoyed that. I, I like seeing something different, something I haven't seen before. Um, you know, it's little bits and pieces from from this movie monster I've seen, from this TV show monster I've seen, from this, you know, whatever monster I've seen. Little little bits and pieces all kind of cobbled together to make something new. And I thought that was, uh, that was enjoyable for me as a, a fan of monsters and a fan of horror. I really enjoyed the creature design on this. And I don't have the... Uh, uh, the design team in front of me, but uh, they—I think—they did a fantastic job in the creature design. And so we see this first mission just kind of go to pot uh, right away. Uh, most of the people that made this jump to the future die off, except for you know Dan Forrester and Charlie and Dorian and and a couple others. They finally make it back to back to the human base uh, where. Dan Forrester meets uh, the woman he's been talking to in this little earpiece com link and find out it is his daughter uh, who, you know, leading up to this, you know, when she's a little girl in the present, uh, always she's very, you can tell she's very smart. Uh, She wants to be a scientist just like her dad and she does become a scientist and she joins the fight to 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 eradicate these aliens and she's kind of she's kind of one of the head honchos uh in the the human resistance to these these aliens and he you know he meets her dan forrester meets her realizes it's his daughter and this is the only critique i have of chris pratt's performance and i don't even know if it's his fault i don't know if it's the writing i don't know if it's the direction I just wanted the fact that he met his daughter, like the future version of his daughter, you know, 30 some years in the future. Uh, I wanted to, I just wanted a little more emotion out of that. To me, that would be a big deal. And it was kind of just played like, oh, cool. You're my daughter from the future. And I, I didn't, I didn't feel any, I mean, to me, that would be a pretty spectacular thing. I mean, you know, you're going in the future, but do you expect to, to meet a relative, you know, that was a child, a, you know, nine, 10 year old child, you know, just mere minutes ago and to see them, you know, 20, 30 years older, a future version of them. That, that to me is big deal. And I don't think it was played for a big deal. Uh, but then you find out that, that this version of his daughter, uh, played by Yvonne, uh, Stravosky, uh she plays Murray, uh, Murray Foster uh the daughter she uh she's kind of cold to him and then you later find out that her version of her family split up and the dad you know he wasn't happy with his life and and ended up at yeah, caused friction with his wife played by Betty Gilpin the Emmy Foster and and her family was split up, and he ended up dying in a car crash, I believe, uh, or something like that. And 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 she holds this resentment towards him, and they have this nice arc, which you did get the the emotion from that arc of you know him reconciling with his daughter from the future for something he hasn't even done yet. So it, it's really kind of, one of the beauties of, of time travel is this sort of, it can, it can come across as convoluted. Uh, it can come across as like confusing and too much, uh, trying to do too much, but sometimes it works. I, th- I think it worked here. Oddly enough, it worked here. Him Trying to reconcile with a daughter for something he himself never actually did—the future version of himself did—but, but anyway, uh, not to get too much into all the particulars of the storyline, they're searching for a toxin uh, that can not only kill the—it's um, much like Alien, where there's you know a bunch of a drone aliens and then there's the queen. And they've they found toxins and ways to kill the, the drones, but they haven't found one that was effective enough to kill the queen. And they're looking for that. They capture the queen and, you know, they're doing tests on this uh, like almost like oil platform refinery looking base that they've constructed with a big wall around it out in the middle of the ocean. And then the queen essentially, you know, they're like bees. Uh, you know the the drones are, are drawn to the queen, and they get this big attack on this base. And uh, Mary Foster uh, tells Dan that his role for being there is to, when they find this uh, this toxin that can kill the queen, to take it back into the past and stop this war before it ever started. And and they end up doing that. There's a big you know climatic uh scene i'm not gonna spoil too much for it but uh the queen is looking for murray and dan and and there's you know you can see the hopelessness of this base just being overrun by these thousands upon thousands upon thousands of these aliens and and the queen is trying to get them because i think she kind of knows there's there's a lot to lead you to believe that uh, that she comprehends what they're trying to do and uh, she's trying to stop it dan gets sent back into the past or as as it is our present and and doesn't know what to do he has this uh this toxin that needs to be produced to to fix the future, the world's kind of in chaos. Everybody uh, kind of knows, thanks to uh, 24-hour news, uh, everyone kind of knows that the world is doomed, you know, 30 years in the future. So there's this looting and rioting and just the whole world's going into chaos. Uh, not, not unlike what we've seen here in modern days with, with everything that's been going on, uh, but on a much larger scale. And so, Chris Pratt doesn't know what to do. Dan Forrester doesn't know what to do. His wife, uh, you know, kind of talks him through that. After going through, you know, he comes back and you can tell he's got the... I I would have liked to have seen a little more dealt with with the PTSD aspect of, you know, this man coming back from war. Uh, you know, a war in the future with aliens. That has to... Uh, that has to be a horrific thing, much like going into any war. Uh, he's seen his daughter in the future. There's just a lot to unwrap there. And uh, and they kind of play into that a little bit. Uh, but they don't dwell on it. And I would have liked to have seen it A little more of that now. Granted, this movie is 138 minutes, it's well over two hours. Uh, I wouldn't want this movie to be any longer, although, in some aspects, towards the end, it does feel like things were rushed a little bit. But he gets over his PTSD, and his wife talks him into, you know, what do you have to do to to fix this? And because he that's what he wants to do is fix this. How do I get this toxin? Uh, How do we figure out? where these aliens land, and, and they go through a process, again, I'm not going to go into all the particulars, it's one of those things where, you know, you've got like, I don't know how much time was left, but like maybe a, a half hour, 45 minutes left in the movie, and there's a lot to wrap up, and so it's, how do we figure this out, or how do we get this mass-produced? Well, he knows Sam Richardson's character, who, uh, you know, is a PhD, and can get it produced. I believe that's how it went. Uh, how do they find out? Well, uh, Dorian, uh, who, who also survived gave, uh, Dan a claw from one of the aliens that he kept as a souvenir and they scrape it and find some volcanic ash. Well, who, you know, who do they know? It's a volcano expert. Well, Earlier it was set up that one of the kids in Dan's class was a volcano expert. All he wants to do is talk about volcanoes. Uh, where do they they find where it is? How how can they get somebody to fly them under the radar into this forest country? Well, J.K. Simmons, his dad, James Foster, does that sort of thing. And just it all kind of lined up and everything just was made really easy to get to the climax of the movie. And there was no there was no journey. It's like here's what we need oh, here's who can facilitate that, and let's launch the story forward. It just, just, like I said, it just all seemed a little too convenient, a little too easy. And then the last bit of the movie, uh, it's, you know, Dan and James Forrester kind of repairing that estranged relationship because uh, Chris Pratt's Dan... Forrester, you know, kind of felt that same sort of strain with his daughter. His daughter was holding things against him and they had a in strange relationship at the beginning of him going into the future. Um and, and you see that bridge starting to be mended and that relationship starting to be repaired. They they go, they find the alien ship that uh, didn't crash there, it had been there all along sort of thing. Um again, that's that's a little spoilery but not too terribly spoilery and then then we meet the uh the final climax and of course the good guys win uh you have to have the good guys win in this sort of movie i will go into details of how that all plays out but uh but there is a scene at the end <laughs> where jk simmons and and chris pratt as james and dan forrester <laughs> have just got done fighting this battle with the queen and <laughs> they're laying there <laughs> all exhausted and Sam Richardson is Charlie who had not been there fighting. He, he walks up and lays down and kind of does this sigh of exhaustion. Like he had been fighting too. And it just, it cracked me up. It was there again. It was, you had this big, epic climactic battle (laughs) and, and you know, you're, you're kind of mentally exhausted. And then, Sam Richards comes up and pulls this, and it just it it makes you laugh. It brings a little levity back to everything, and and there's the end of the movie, uh, or or is it? I don't know because there is talk of a sequel being done. Um, Amazon Studios in talks with with uh, uh, director Chris McKay uh, screenwriter, Zach Dean, Chris Pratt, a, a lot of the principal actors, uh, Yvonne Stravossky, uh, Betty Gilpin, Sam Richardson, Edwin Hodge, um, and, and, J.K. Simmons, uh, possibly all returning. And, uh, I, I, I think it's interesting. The, the funny thing about timeline movies is like, you know, uh, no matter who dies or who doesn't make it, you can always, uh, well, we'll bring him back because we went to an alternate timeline or we went back before they died and brought them in. It's just, it's, it's the beauty because you can bring back characters that may or may not have survived. Uh, I, like I said, I don't want to get into too much spoilery detail because I want you to enjoy the ride if you haven't seen the movie yet, but, uh, but some characters do die and, uh, And it'll be interesting to see how they bring some of those characters back. Because uh, some of the characters I just mentioned uh, don't make it. And I'm excited to see if they do. If they don't do a sequel to this, I'm fine. Because I think this works just as a standalone movie. But like I said, this was made to be a theatrical release summer blockbuster movie. You could see it in the budget. You could see it in the actors. You could see it in the CG. um, And no studio makes a movie anymore without planning for at least one sequel. Uh, That's kind of rule of thumb anymore. Because every studio wants, especially with these big summer blockbuster type movies, the studios want franchises that they can cash in on. They want intellectual property that they can keep making money off of for years to come. Whether it's in more theatrical releases, whether it's in streaming releases, whether it's direct-to-video DVD, you know, or video on demand, uh, cheap low-budget stuff. Uh, They're always looking for something they can make a dime off of, for better or worse. Uh, That's how it is. And, I I'm interested to see if, like I said, if they don't make a, a sequel to this, I'm fine because I thought it was a really solid movie. It has its warts, it has its problems, uh, but it was still a really good movie and a fun movie to watch. My wife is not big on sci-fi and things like that, and I she actually was like, I, I think I might like to watch that. So we sat down and watched it one night on the Amazon Prime and and she really enjoyed it. Like I said, she's not a she's not a big horror or sci-fi fan. Uh, not that she won't watch some of these movies. Like like I said, she wanted to watch this. Thought it seemed interesting enough, and we both really thoroughly enjoyed uh, the Tomorrow War. So, if it if it Tomorrow War is all that ever comes of it. That's great. If they do a sequel, I'm interested to see where the story goes because it really had a lot of interesting characters that I, I don't think we, I mean, we got glimpses of like the Charlie character, uh, Sam Richardson's character. I thought well, we got to know him a little bit, but but could we have known more? Yeah, I, I'm interested in finding out more of that character. Edwin Hodge, uh, his character, Dorian, we got to know a little bit about him. But do I want to know more? Yeah, I I, I like the character. I thought there is so much more to that character that we could have learned about uh, J.K. Simmons' character as uh, Daniel or uh, James Daniel Forrester Sr. Uh, he's a really interesting character. You know, he's the anti-government survivalist type. Uh, he's a Vietnam veteran. Uh, mechanical engineer, he's you know he's he's smart. There's just so much depth there. What caused him to have the rift uh, with with Dan Forster? Uh, that's that's all things that they really for as long as this movie was, they didn't have time to to delve into these uh, meteor character th- uh, lines and and I'm interested to see if maybe they touch into to some of those. Uh, character development things in the next one. But all in all, a a fun movie, a good movie. Like I said, if you like sci-fi, if you like time travel movies, this I thought was interesting because in in so many time travel movies, it's we've got to go back in time. Uh, We've got to go and fix uh, a problem now by changing something in the past where this was a little bit different uh, from our perspective Uh, it's not, I mean, from the, from the people of the future, that's exactly what they did. They went back in time to fix a now problem, uh, by changing something yesterday. But, uh, from, from the people in the past perspective, uh, which we are in that perspective with, uh, Dan Forrester, uh, we're going to the future to fix a problem that, uh, that, that they're having now, granted he does go back in time. Back to the present to fix tomorrow's problem, but it's it's it was all done in a very interesting way. Uh, I, I can't say it's 100% unique, because uh, I, 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 but I can't think of any other maybe there's some some you know 50s B sci fi movie where they did something similar to this, but I can't think of what it is. Uh, at least movies in the modern era, uh, I, I'm not. Seen a movie where time travel was was looked at in this way um there again i may be missing something but uh but this i thought was a was a pretty original idea when it comes to time travel and i thought the direction was good uh the movie was had a good pace uh, you know, it's a lot of action, a lot of, you know, guns blazing and, uh, it's, it's an action movie. It's a sci-fi movie, uh, a little bit of horror thrown in there, a little bit of comedy thrown in there and it goes at a good clip. I mean, it's not all action. You do have those moments of levity. You do have those quiet moments where, you know, you've got Dan and Murray, you know, with a lot of dialogue fleshing out their storyline uh, you do have some breaks in the action but uh, but all in all it moves along at a really good pace and uh, it doesn't feel like an over two hour movie what's it clock in at about uh, uh, two hours and, and 18 minutes uh, it doesn't feel that long because it moves on at such a good pace. And I, I really got to hand that to, uh, Chris McKay and his directing and the editing, uh, that they did. Of course, Roger Barton and, uh, Garrett Elkins did the, uh, the editing, um, written well, uh, you know, like I said, there were some stretches, uh, as far as the writing goes, um, with the, the story, you know, being propelled forward by, uh, uh, a lot of convenient coincidences, uh, you know. I I can't blame the rating, but you kind of have to. Um, it, it would be a much longer movie if they they did it any other way. And like I said, it's already clocking in at over two hours. So I I see why they did what they did. Uh, you do have to have you know some some semblance of suspension to disbelief when it comes to any sort of work of fiction, especially science fiction, uh, there's got to be some you know suspension to disbelief and 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 it's a forgivable sin I think in my mind if the movie is good, if the acting is good and if the writing otherwise is good. like I said, the only other problem I had was how Chris Pratt, uh, the Dan Forrester, Uh, character reacted to meeting his daughter from the future that to me fell a little flat but other than that everything was done well Uh, the acting was was spot on and uh the casting was was really good i thought everyone was a a great cast for for this movie and looking forward if you know if a sequel does come about seeing uh a lot of these actors if not all of them Uh, come back for for a sequel i think that'll that'll be fun because this was a, a fun movie that had some some jumps some scares it had you know it made your mind work as to what's going on and uh while some of the things Came along a little, a little conveniently. It was still a fun ride and a ride that I enjoyed taking. And I encourage everyone to uh, to check out this movie on Amazon Prime, The Tomorrow War, uh, by director Chris McKay, uh, starring Chris Pratt. And uh, a whole host of other great actors. I hate saying this is just a Chris Pratt movie because, because it is. I mean, he's the star of the show. He's the he's got the top bill. But there are so many other really good actors in this. Uh, it it almost plays a little more as an ensemble, and uh, I really enjoyed that. So I encourage everyone to uh, take a look at Tomorrow War, and uh, I'm sure you, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure you won't be disappointed. It's a fun ride. Of course we're kind of adjusting the format here at Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop was going to do a, a once a week podcast but uh, as fate would have it and as much as there is so much to talk about going on out there, both past and present and future. Uh, I think, at least for now, we're going to do uh, two episodes a week. Uh, Mondays, of course, this is going to be coming out on Tuesday. I'm not able to load this one. <laughs> wasn't able to load it yesterday. But, uh, but uh, normally, episodes are going to be released on Monday and uh, Thursdays. And this coming Thursday, uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, a documentary that uh, I was really interested to find out more about. And uh, there's a series coming from this documentary that's going to be released, I believe, in October, middle of October. So we've got a lot to look forward to. October is going to be a fun month and the lead up to October because October, Halloween, my favorite time of year. And so uh, we've got things kind of planned out to, to do a lot of of cool scary halloween type stuff uh during the month of october we've got halloween kills the movie coming out uh in october we're going to do kind of a an overview of the halloween series that i've been a huge fan for for some time uh leading up to that uh talk about some of my favorite uh uh, halloween scary short stories uh perfect for for a good read on a cold fall night in the middle of october uh, we'll talk about some scary movies things like that october is going to be a fun time uh the lead up to october is going to be really good a lot of things coming out here within the next couple weeks we've got a lot of great movies we've got the Candyman. uh I don't know if it's a reboot or, or a legit sequel, but, uh, but they're doing new things with Candyman, which is going to be fun. Uh, there's a Bad Candy, and anthology, uh, direct video It's going to be uh, coming out here within the next couple weeks. So a lot of cool stuff that we're certainly going to be talking about here at Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Um, so much going on in the world of horror, fantasy, and science fiction both movies, television, and books—that uh, it's it's a lot to it's a lot to kind of process. I've got to kind of cherry pick what we're going to talk about on the show, or I'll be doing an episode every day. And I've got a day job, so uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, do check out our Facebook page, Oddsbodkins Curiosity Shop. I'm always scouring the internet for for stories and trailers, um, both horror, science fiction, fantasy. Um, movie TVs, books, all that stuff, trying to, to find things that uh, interest the fans of all those all those genres and uh, post them there and then of course you'll get uh, details on our podcasts uh, when they're going to be posted and uh, gonna have some schedules. I, I keep promising uh, week after week uh, po- posting a schedule and I'm kind of working on that uh, getting a schedule down in instone uh although things may be subject to change but uh we're going to be uh, posting that sometime here in the near future so you can have an idea what to look for with the odds bodkins curiosity shop over the next uh, couple months so be on the lookout for that but then again there again like i said uh, check out our facebook fan page and uh, like it and please give us a, a review uh, five stars would be awesome, but uh, you know If you don't think I'm five star worthy, which, you know, I'm trying to get better, uh, you know, I've worked in radio for. Twenty plus years, close to thirty years, and uh, doing a podcast is kind of akin to that, but it's a little different. Doing uh, movie reviews and uh, TV reviews and book reviews and talking about my thoughts—it's it's a little more longer format than uh, talking for a minute or so before a song. Uh, so I'm trying to trying to get my feet as to how I want to uh, talk about these movies, how spoilery I want to be. I try not to be too spoilery, but. Like I said, you you can't do a proper movie review, talk about a movie properly without doing some spoilers. So uh, just trying to get get my feet under me with the whole podcast format and and what I want of this podcast uh, for you because that's that's why I'm doing it to share my love of horror and science fiction and fantasy and the things I read and see and uh, got a lot to look forward to and uh, hopefully I can do it all. Uh, right, and be of service to you the listener. So until the next time. Thank you for visiting Odds Bodkins Curiosity Shop. We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkins Curiosity Shop. <laughs>